Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. We're going to get into the Word of God now and to see what the Lord has for us. I'm going to tell you He's got good stuff in store for us. I want to give you a word that's encouraging. It's kind of been, this word has kind of been building in my, in my spirit uh, over these last couple of weeks uh, regarding everything that we're going through. I think it's a, a message that is timely and is relevant to everything that we're going through. I know I relate to this message. And, uh, and here's the truth. <laughs> Who knows what to think now? I mean, right? Uh, with everything going on, who knows what to think now? The governor is, is opening some things up. Some people feel it's very, very premature. Okay, you hear that from people. Other people think it's very much in order. And we, we, you know, what is this? We should be getting back to work, right? Who knows what to think? We go to the grocery store, right? We get gas. Some people look freaked out if you even move in their general direction, this is what I've seen. We're at home, at home, at home, at home, getting touchy, people getting touchy, perhaps people getting a little bit oversensitive. Some people lost their jobs, some people losing their jobs, some people lost money in the stock market, lost money in their retirement plans. When's this going to end? When's this going to end? Some people say a vaccine is coming, but it's over a year away, a year away. What's that? Do, do, do I get my emissions done? The guy comes right there with the plug and the emissions. Do I get that? Do I go to a restaurant? The restaurants are opening soon. Do I, do I go to a restaurant? Do I, do I go in? Do I, do I go through the drive-thru? Do I use a credit card? Is someone going to touch the credit card? How's that work? Is my mom going to get the virus? Uh, you know, if you get, I, I, I was walking in, in the neighborhood and somebody, when they were walking past me, pointed me to the street so that I would not get close to them and walk around me, right? Some people think this is a government takeover. It's a government takeover and overplay. Some people think this is the start of the tribulation. Is this protecting people or is this destroying liberty? What, what about the regular flu, right? I'm, oh no, I'm running out of food. I'm running out of food. What do I do? Do I, do I feel a scratch in my throat? Am I, am I starting to get a little bit warm, right? What is this? There's so there are so many feelings. There's like a gazillion feelings out there, emotions and thoughts in, that are in the air right now. A lot of these things that I've said, you can relate to some of them and others you've heard from other people and others you can just sense that they are in the air right now. Well, how convenient because I have the answer. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4, please. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says this. 
do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. The United States of America right now is anxious. Straight up. You know, it's interesting because in the scriptures, the word anxious is the Greek word now, meaning literally pulled apart is what anxious means, now, Pulled apart or, or broken into pieces or to be divided, to be troubled or to be distracted. Man, is that America right now or what? That is, that is straight out America. That, all you got to do is turn on the TV for a second. You see all those things. It's funny because some people don't see the Bible's relevancy for today. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously. The Bible could not be more relevant than it is today. Did you hear what, what everything I just said is going on in the world right now? Yes, uh, anxiety, troubled, pulled apart, distracted. Yes, lots of Merim now, now. Merim now, the same Greek word that's used in Matthew chapter 6 when Yeshua tells us not to worry. Merim now, worry, worry. Yes, it's out there in a big time kind of way. You see there's lots of this anxiety. People are anxious, a lot of angst. Man, there's, there's, everywhere you look, man, people are anxious about things. And there's this tearing that's going on. And it's, you know, it's a little bit under the surface, right? Because you see uh, some people, and they're very nice and, 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 and you know, can be deferential. But, but right under the surface, right? Somebody can be very nice. Oh, yes, please, you first. Go ahead. They'll let you in front line or whatever. And, and the roads, man, they've never been so good in Atlanta. That's for sure. Are you kidding me? Man, it's, it's like a... My, my kids are learning to drive, and, and they're like, my, we're, we're loving it because there's nobody on the road. They're like, man, this driving, there's no traffic ever. It's like, yeah, well, it's not always that way, so enjoy it while it lasts, right? Okay, but you see, people are somewhat fairly not, but, but again, my father, Rabbi E, who you heard last week, uh, used to say, with people, just scratch their skin a little bit. Just scratch down just a little under the surface, and then you're going to see. And then you'll see the things that maybe aren't so pretty as it looks like on the outside. And, and, that, and the, the same thing is the case now, man. You, if you go to, oh, sure, you go first. But, you, but, you know, you walk a little bit closer. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I needed a little water earlier. You know, it's, everybody's jumpy, you know. <laughs> What's going on? And, and just in general, I think, I, there, there's a general uh, jumpiness. But Rabbi Shaul says what? He says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. I look at that and it's like, What? How is this even possible? Don't be anxious about anything. I know that some people are at home with not much to do, and other people have even more to do now than before. You know, it seems like it's a couple different camps, right? Some people are going, some people are just kind of sitting at home because they, they, their job is messed up or they can't go out and they're not going out to do things. Other people, because their job requires it, they're out like nonstop and they're so busy. 
I know that I'm in that, that camp. Man, I am going nonstop. And I, and I was busy before. Tiffany came to me the other day, our Robinson, and said, Kevin, I think that I've seen you less the last month than before this whole thing started. <laughs> and it's like, wow, uh, I, it's so true. I mean, with, with, I guess with, with a lot of people home right now, I'm just getting a lot of things and so much is going on. I'm going nonstop. But truly, if you're nonstop or if you're sitting at home with little to do, either way has its challenges right now. Either way has its challenges. If you're a, alone at home and you're not working, and you're sitting there, it's an unusual season for you. And maybe you've done a few things on the honeydew list, but, but whatever. I mean, you're, you're sitting there and maybe you don't know what to do. Maybe you're uh, single. Maybe you're just not used to being at home so much. And time passes slowly. The old saying is, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. <laughs> you got to be real careful, my friends, if you're alone. Whether it be looking at things on the internet that you shouldn't be looking at because you have all this time, or, or it could be watching news 24-7. Man, let me tell you what, if, if you watch news right now 24-7, you're going to become worried, anxious, and depressed. That, I mean, that's just how it is if you're watching. Sitting with nothing to do can make you antsy, and it can make you concerned, and you don't know how, how things are going to pan out, and, 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 it, and it brings up your, your worry and that stress level. Similarly, if you're now going 150%, some people in the healthcare industry or IT industry or certain other industries, man, they're just going 150% right now. Well, th then you too are wearied. You are very wearied and dragged down right now. And if you have a job that, that interacts with the public, the fear and concern might be with every single interaction. And that's major stress. It's easy to be anxious. I mean, people, God bless them, people who are working at the, the supermarket or, or, or at certain stores that are open, gas station. I mean, these people, it's not an easy job right now. And it not, it's not like it pays them a great deal. And so, and so, so what is it? They're, they're serving all of us. Thank you. Thank you, those of you who are, who are working for us, people who are delivering things. Thank you, healthcare workers. But, but all this, on every single angle, each person in, in their own role, even if you're sitting, it's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety that is uh, available to you. It's easy to become anxious, even for people that, even for people that have a steady job and all is well. I know that there are plenty of people who actually do still actually have a job, thank God. And so they're very thankful. They have a, a steady job and all is well. But I've heard from a number of people who've told me that isolation has made people snippy, oversensitive, and more combative. This is, this is what I've heard is that people, because maybe they've been cooped up so long. I've seen this with people. See, we as humans are not used to this isolation. And, and cabin fever, hello, can turn sometimes into a quiet rage. Or at least manifest itself in discontent. And discontent can lead people to not being nice. 
Sometimes it just kind of builds. It's not even anything. It's like, what's wrong? You, you, you got a job or you, you, know, you got income or you have money in the bank. You're, you're, not, you're not starving and, and you found some groceries. But yet you're at home and, and you're, you're still just like, there's just some, you know, one day is okay. Two days is okay. A week was okay. Two weeks is okay. But three weeks, four weeks, you know, just kind of cooped up. Even if you're going out to work and, and coming back and your interactions, so, but your interactions with, with other human beings are limited right now. And, and, and maybe you have people in your house and, and, and maybe they, they said something, you just, you give them a sharp response. What, what's this? Where'd that come from? Well, it's this, it's this general anxiety, this angst that's, 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 coming, that's coming up in people right now. I, I, I see it. You probably sense it. People are just kind of antsy. You know, it, it's, it reminds me of the, the toddler almost, right? The toddler who, who they can sit still for a while, but for, after a while, they'd start to get ants in their pants. And so, you, know, you see the toddler, start, can you just be still? I mean, you remember if you have a kid, right? Can you, can you just sit still for just a minute? Yeah, yeah. And it's like tick, tick, tick seconds. And then suddenly, you know, there it goes, man. The kid's antsy again. I, I think that that's us to a certain extent with wherever we're at. I mean, we're adults, right? Some, some uh, watching are adults, some are kids. You can relate to this too with school, with all the crazy thing that's gone on. And some of you kids are celebrating. I know some of you kids are like, wow, they're closing school early this year. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Okay, fair enough. I remember, I remember, man, I remember school. But in any case, you know, but, but it's hard. We get kind of antsy. We, and, you know, for a while it's okay. But then, ooh, there's just something that just kind of pushes us to want to get on out there. And, to, and, 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 it, and it makes us not as nice people sometimes, a little sharper. Uh, I've seen people react over the last couple of weeks to things. Uh, maybe it was a text or maybe it was an email or something. Somebody sometimes reacts like, what is this? Uh, no, 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 there was, there was no, there was no intent here. You know, people, I hear people miscommunicating more so. What's going on? Well, first, you have to honestly examine your heart to discern if there's some anxiety in it. You got to really discern your heart and ask the Lord if there is anxiety. Now, let's turn to Psalms, please. Psalms chapter 139. The, the psalmist, Melch David, King David. Of course, he had a lot that he had to go through in his life, of, for sure. And so there was plenty of opportunity for anxiety for, for King David. You know what happened to him. I talked about him a few weeks ago with, with him being chased all over God and creation by first by King Saul, his predecessor, and then later in his life by one of his sons, that was essentially trying to take the throne. Uh, he had plenty of opportunity. for. Listen to what King David said. I hope this ministers to you. Psalm 139, starting in verse 23, it says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm, that is deep, isn't it? Ooh. See, we have to be honest. We have to be honest and ask God to reveal to us if we've been anxious about things. It's so easy. And anxiety is not something that's like murder. You know, you murder somebody, first of all, 
you know you did something wrong. Not that I, I'm just, I would suppose that, that if you murder somebody, you know you did something wrong, okay? It's like it wouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that eh, that was not good, okay? Or, or even you steal, you burglarize somebody and, or, 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 you, or you cuss somebody out or something. Okay, see, but anxiousness, anxiety is not so easy to discern within yourself. It's difficult. You've got to seek the Lord because what can happen is if you're anxious about something, that can manifest itself in other areas of your life. So it's not directly correlative. You won't see it. So you, you may be snippy with your wife or with your parent, and, and, and you don't know why you're, you're, you're given attitude like this, taking something the wrong way. Well, it could be in part because you have anxiety, you're anxious about things going on. And that's also the thing is it's not any one exact thing. Yeah, the coronavirus in general, but all the ramifications of what the virus is causing upon our society. Just like King David, he said, Lord, search my thoughts. Search for anxious thoughts that I have, Lord. If there's anything offensive that I have, please take it away from me. See, King David knew to search for these anxious thoughts because it would not be good for him. Don't just assume that you are okay. God, search me, test me, know my anxious thoughts. So the scripture says, don't be anxious about anything. Be anxious about nothing. But how can we, how can we not be anxious when there's so much around that people are anxious about? God has an answer for that. Let's turn back to Philippians chapter 4. This is the scripture I started with because the answer lies within that passage. Philippians chapter 4, Bavakasha, starting in verse 6, and we're going to continue now reading it because, wow, this is so beautiful, and my goodness, this is written for today, everybody. Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. Wow. Wow and Wow. Wow, Daniel, that's a lot to unpack, isn't it? That's, there's so much richness here. It's so beautiful. That's a lot to unpack. Okay, so it says not to be anxious about anything. Now, on the surface, when I looked at that, and we're going to dig into this. Stay with me because I think the Lord's going to speak to you. Uh, on the surface, that can sound like a Pollyanna attitude, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Oh, okay, well, I, I'm not worried about a thing. I'm just not worried about anything. Uh, I mean, uh, things are all great. Things are all great. The, the only corona I have is this beer. Yeah, things are fine. <laughs> okay, that was bad. I know. But, but work with me here. Okay, and th that's, that's all I have. Uh, things are great. The world is lovely. And, and who cares anyway? You know, I'm not going to be anxious about anything. That is not it. That is not what the scripture means. Some even say this. Some even say, well... God has it all under control, so I'm not concerned. And okay, okay, I think that that's closer, and I think that that is the simple truth, that okay, I'm not going to worry because God has it under control. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be with you on that, 
But even that does not convey the depth of what this passage is trying to teach us. It's deeper than that. I want us to really get deep into the word of God and understand what it means because it really affects how we look at life and what we're going through right now in our country. Because yes, it says, don't be anxious. But then it says, but, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Ah, okay. So it's not like we aren't to acknowledge a brutal situation. It's not like we're, we all, as Mamanim, as, as a Mishpacha believers, it's not that we're all supposed to, to walk around like nothing is wrong. No! Something is wrong. Hello? I mean, it, that doesn't take a, an expert to tell you. Things are messed up right now. I haven't been out, allowed to see my father in, in over a month. And, and he only lives five minutes from here. He's five minutes away. I've not been able, I've not been, I've been allowed to see the guy for over a month now. And we've, we've had to scramble to start streaming services near instantaneously. Do you know what kind of a project, how many months this normally would take to get going? And we have borrowed equipment, and now we've got to buy our own equipment. It's going to be like $20,000 to keep doing it. We have, I just found out we got a, a $20,000 debris pit in our parking lot we got to address. Today, the, the, we just had a water pipe break somewhere underneath our property. We're, we're going to figure out where it is. The water is out right now in the congregation. What in the world's going on? And many Mishpachai members are suddenly, unexpectedly out of work. People are on edge. Things are not okay right now in the world. It's fair and, and acceptable and understandable and not ungodly to acknowledge that things are hard right now in the world and even in our community. Not being anxious should not mean that you are in denial. All right? Denial is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> Bad. We don't deny that things are messed up. Things are hard. Things are hard. Things are difficult. Okay, we acknowledge this. Fair enough. Acknowledged. Things are hard. Things are difficult. Things are tough at home. I, I get it. It's not easy. Fair enough. But the scriptures say, but, but in every situation, we should pray about it and ask God. Does every situation include coronavirus? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Yes, it does. So let me interject this, and, and maybe let's look at it in context of what we're going through, because Scripture's applied to today. Here we go. How about this from Philippians? Do not be anxious about coronavirus, but whatever it is that you are going through because of the fallout of the virus, present it to God in prayer with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving? Hold on, what? 
<laughs> with Thanksgiving? Hold on, RK. I was with you up until the with Thanksgiving part. With Thanksgiving? Are you kidding me? With Thanksgiving? What do you mean? How can I be thankful in this situation? Excuse me, but I have a question for you. Did you eat your matzah last week? I'm asking. I'm just asking you to think about it. Did you eat your matzah? I think that some of you must not have eaten your matzah. Uh-huh, that's right. See, Rabbi, you, you, some of those cameras, no, I'm not even going to say that. You, you never know. The Lord sees all, right? The Lord sees all, right? Who knows what the government sees, Rabbi? Okay, but the Lord sees all. And I think that some of you may not have eaten your matzo last week. Why do I say that? Because what do we say in the Seder? Ilu, ilu, hotzianu, hotzianu, mimitzraim, hotzianu, mimitzraim, Die right? Die die Which means if he had brought us up from Egypt, it's enough. It's enough. Die It's enough. This is what we sang last week. Hopefully you sang it last week. There it's Passover time. Last week. You ate you, you ate your matzah. Dainu, it is enough. Do you have a roof over your head? Dainu. Do you have food to eat? Dainu. Do you have your health? Dainu. And honestly, even if you have none of those things, do you have a relationship with the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua? If so, then Dainu. It is enough. But you see, far more than this does God give us. Far more than this. But friends, we don't ever see our halves we only see our have-nots. Listen, there's nothing wrong with presenting your needs to God. That's a good thing. God wants for us to do that. And if you're out of a job, and we have some mishpachah who are out of a job right now. If you know of a job, please let us know in the office. I mean, if you know the hiring manager directly, please let us know. We would love to connect people uh, to, to employment opportunities. But, but friends, if you're out of a job, go to God with that sincere and intense prayer and supplication. Pour your heart out to God and ask for his help if you're out of work. Don't just rest on your laurels and say, well... God's going to bring me a job. That's, God's going to bring me a job. I have faith. Well, that's great, but you know what you should do? You should apply for a job. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should start with applying for a job. God, God was going to give you a job, but boy, maybe you've got to do your part too. You've got to do your digging. You've got to do your networking. Work on the internet, submitting your stuff. Or whatever your coronavirus situation is. Petition heaven. Partition heaven. But at the same time, we got to be thankful for what we do have. See, it's the right attitude. It's the right attitude. It, it shows a deference to God that he has it in his hands. And it's not, like it's, it's not like we're acting like there are no difficulties. It's giving your difficulties to God. But you see, when we're thankful, there's an acknowledgement that he's got this. But you're, and that you're trusting in him. And so you're still able to be thankful even in the midst of difficult times. Dainu, Lord. I, I pray for this, Lord, but you've been good to me. God, I, I need that job. Help me, Lord. Please, God, help me find a job. I want to provide. 
But Lord, Dianu, Lord, you've been so good to me that if you took me home today, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life. You see, there's a thankful attitude there that, that, that the Lord looks down upon with favor. And that's what we need right now is favor. Uh, God, I'm, uh, Lord, I'm just sick and tired of, of being at home. Man, I mean, why can't things just, I, I just, I just got to have me some, oh boy, I'm going back to Chick-fil-A. Look at that. It, it always goes back to Chick-fil-A, doesn't it? Lord, just bring me, Lord, I, I just got, okay, whatever it is, you understand, I, I want some normality. I, I'm not seeing my friends. I'm not going to my congregation. I'm not seeing some of my buds. Everything's weird. I, I, the, the job, Lord, help me with this, God. I need your help. God, please, uh, nobody's calling me. Nobody's checked up on me. Nobody seems to care about me, but God, I know that you love me, and I know that you care about me. So Lord, please, I humbly ask, Lord, help my loneliness. But, but God, I just thank you, Lord, that you're always here with me. Do you see that? Do you see what you're doing there? You're presenting, you're, you're, you're giving him your anxiety, your angst, your, you're giving him your worries, your depression, you're giving him your issues, but you're praying, you're making your petition to him. Lord, help me in this in my heart, God. I don't want, but yet you're doing with a thankful heart. This is what the scripture is telling us, and this is healing to us in this season. Because there's a very important promise as part of this passage, and it's beautiful. The verse 7 tells us this. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. Oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. That's pretty good. That's good stuff, y'all. See, the shalom of the Lord, the peace of the Lord transcends all understanding. All understanding. See, this peace comes even when it doesn't make sense to have peace. We ourselves might not even understand why we have that peace. I recall talking to Emma not long before she knew she would go to meet the Lord. And let me tell you something. She had peace. And God tells us that with this peace that passes understanding, that's going to guard our hearts and our minds. Mm. Yeah. See, when you hear the new virus numbers, pray about it. Pray for the victims. Pray earnestly for the healthcare workers and receive his peace. When you're concerned about loved ones, pray about it. Give it to God and receive his peace. When you're concerned about your income, pray about it. Pray for provision. Pray for a good job and receive his shalom. When you're feeling cooped up with cabin fever, pray about it. Release it to God. Receive his shalom. When you find yourself short-tempered, worried, anxious, stop. Pray, present, present your petitions to God and receive his peace. Because if you do, 
God will guard your heart and mind. He will keep you from being depressed. He will keep you from being angry, from being judgmental, from being fearful, from being hurtful, from being apathetic. It just makes sense. God will guard you. There's a guard that comes when we release our anxiousness and petition the Lord with thanksgiving. There's a guarding that God brings. It's almost like he puts angels around us in these areas of our life and in our hearts and our minds. God will guard you and give you peace if you give it to him and are not anxious. Do not be anxious, but remember always to be thankful. I have a goofy title, but there's no one here to boo me in person. The title of my message is Thanks, But No Angst. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Shalom.